0: what's going on everybody daryl freighter the club ceo here we have another amazing episode of the my dj story podcast brought to you by the club the number one live streaming app for djs and party goers today we have my brother dj chris styles from cleveland brother can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are
1: What up everybody dj chris styles cleveland ohio born raised the other part of my life raised in harrisburg pennsylvania philly kind of weird we'll get to the story
0: Awesome brother We're super excited To have you on the show Man This is the My DJ Story Podcast We want to hear your story In the DJ game So walk us to the beginning Tell us why you got Interested in DJing And kind of talk us Through the beginning days Of your journey
1: Oh man Uh, Why not love DJing Uh, uh, The first time That I knew It was going down It was um, DJ Jazzy Jeff Um, I was listening to the radio I think it was called The Hip Hop Block Party of 108 here in Cleveland. And um, I think the song when uh, Will Smith was saying I turned to a transformer and then I heard I was like, yo, what? what is that? And, and from there, I was just like hooked. So watching that, then watching Beat Street, you know what I mean? Like you seen it at, you know, at the time with the DJ. That was the star and, and not the MC. That's why, you know, two turntables and a mic. You know, that's do when they come on. And so from there, I was like, yo, I want something I want to do. So I got my first turntables probably later on than that, probably I was like 13. But it was belt drive turntables. At the time, I didn't know. I ain't no difference between direct and belt, but it was belt. Two of them, my mom got them for Christmas. Uh, a, a, it was a realistic mixer. I think that's what it's called And how And I tried to be a DJ at that time And Forgot records cost money
0: (laughs) Oh yeah brother And you know In those early days How did you get You know Your first setup, Your first You know Set of Controllers Or or, um, Your first set uh, Of tables and like how did you get started um in the game just like your first gig and stuff like that like how did you did you like, get money from your parents did you like hustle or and get save up some money from work or how did you know how did you get started and walk us through like that process of just jumping into the game
1: so i was in the rap group as all everybody always were back in the 90s <laughs> and i was the dj and I told my mom i need some tables she actually bought them uh, I had a few workers, and my brother had dabbled into DJing. Uh, I knew a couple other guys are DJ, so at the time I got in and didn't have no gigs, just DJ, just trying to DJ. And here's the crazy thing about it: the group broke up, so I was I was pissed because they broke up at my house, like my shit said. I was like, "Why are we breaking up? I got all this shit, and now." ain't <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Well, you can still DJ." Oh, no. I'm that I'm going to go go back to sports and hoopin." So I stopped, like in my teens. Like I stopped DJing from like age of 14 all the way until I got to 19. And like five years later, I I picked it back up. And so my first first gig was like literally at a club DJing with just uh, CDs at the time. Like regularly punch the CDs in you punch it out and mix it there. Cause I ain't had no return to it, it was expensive. So that was my first, at the teen club, that was my first official gig for like four or five months until I left and went to uh, college and dabbled in while I went to college.
0: That's amazing, man. I, I love just hearing about that first experience. You know, were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you confident? You know, tell me a little bit about the details of that first event, because, you know, there's some people that's listening to this that are trying to get their first event. They want right. to kind of just know what they should be expecting on that first time. So tell us, like, give us the details about that first experience.
1: I, I th- It was easy. It was natural. I mean, it, I wasn't nervous. I, th- I think I did like a tryout. So maybe I was. And the other dude had turntables. He had this no records. I <laughs> had these CDs. <laughs> and it was just hilarious. But I, I wasn't nervous. I was just more or less like, man, I gotta compete. Like I'm not that type of DJ yet to be doing he got records. Um, but it was cool. It was a teen club. I am still attuned to the music and back then like Every, you just knew the bangers. Everything was hot at the time in the '90s. You know what I mean? Either you put on is it, it was about to go because rap was still fairly new. At that time, it was maybe less than 20 20 years old or something. So it was still fairly new, and any record you put on, so it was it was a good experience. Um, I was luck I was lucky to be able to, to get back into it and to have a a teen club where you could have mess ups. And nobody really judged you on your mess ups, as long as everybody was partying. So it it, it was good. It wasn't nerve raking, but it wasn't my best foot. For you know, when you first do your first gig, something's going on wrong, right? So it was cool. It was cool.
0: Awesome, man. And walk us through, you know, where it went from there. You had that first intro at the team Club, uh, but then walk us through your journey um, after that, and bring us closer to the present.
1: Uh, so after that, I did that for a while. and I left him with the, I'm gonna go play basketball at junior College and I ran to a guy that was DJing. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm lightweight, kind of interested to really go, go, go in on it. And so I, I worked out with him for a little bit. We just chilling, I'm still going to school, playing ball. And when I transferred to another uh, university, I got back into it, like heavy. Now I didn't have my equipment yet, right? So it was this guy on campus just do all the uh, gigs on campus and everything else. But he had to leave, go to Florida for a couple of times, come back. So he's like, yo, you use my equipment and you can DJ. And so I legitimately was using his equipment because I didn't have none. He let me use it and use his records. At the time, I became a hip hop director at the rail station at the college. So I used to get my records from the record labels. They just to send them to me automatically. So like I had the cheat code, but everybody had to buy records. And in the freaking 2000, I was getting them, like for free. So my catalog was, it was coming very, very fast. And then I would go to Philly and grab some records and everything like that. But yeah, I, I went to Shippersburg, I Shippersburg University, Shippersburg, up. Uh, that's why I really got my full-time start doing radio and, and DJing. And uh, re- real quick shout-out to uh, Zeta 5 Beta Incorporated on, on Shivers University campus. I give them props because when that guy left, go to Florida completely, uh, I had to call my moms up again. Yeah, at 20, I called my moms. Like 2021, 20, I thought it would be like 21. I said, listen, I need to get these turntables. Like I got a gig, it, it's a vestment, right? And they drove me to uh, Zeta Five Beta Incorporated uh, Sowi drove me two hours to Philly to go to Armand's to grab my turntables, right? Brand new out the box. I grabbed them, had a mixer already, already had the speakers, and they drove me back like and I think it was like a rain or a snowstorm. It was so I think it was like a snowstorm. And they brought me back just to do their party, man. So shout out to them. Like, without them, I would never have had where I'm at today. You know, so they took me back. I think that was one of the, uh, it was just a great story. Better do a party. equipment that day, right? <laughs> hook it up and do the
0: party. So shout out to them, man. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> shout out to the Zetas and uh, the Divine Nine, man. Uh, I think that's super awesome. One thing you touched about is uh, the importance of relationship building. In this game, you will not be able to do it on your own. Uh, so you had great relationships with the record store owner. You had great relationship on your campus. Man, talk to me about some of the great relationships you had throughout your entire journey that really was something that helped you make it further in the industry.
1: Oh, I think one of the best thing I had got into was Attack Lives uh panel with um DJ Nasty Nest. Uh he had put me on a panel and from there it was knowing a whole bunch of DJs across the nation, the, the college panel. Uh and just building those relationships. Shout out to Mick Boogie at the time when I moved from Cleveland and I was in Maryland. Mick Boogie was making his camp come, come up. Now it's Mick now. Uh but, meet being able to meet him we're on different different cities because he's rocking in cleveland i'm rocking in harrisburg and in philly um he's rocking in cleveland but be able to make that connection of those relationships throughout the years i made a ton of relationship with djs uh and just people in the in the industry and i think as a dj people it is competition dj but it's not the competition that everybody think it is we, we Battle, you know, is a competition, iron shopper, iron, right? So I love listening to other DJs. Like, if you're a DJ, you're in the club, listen, oh, I'm going to be back. I'm not going to come up to you. I'll say, I'm in the, yo, what's up? Good, good job. And I'll move out the way. I want to stay in the booth because I just want to literally sit back and listen. Um, one of the biggest things being a DJ in a relationship is we actually help each other we actually like oh no nah, that's that's dope yo which this the how this hey i got this equipment problem how do you fix this i, I mean so building a relationship with djs and me be, building a relationship is able to keep your gigs going because they'll call you up to sub and if you people trust i know i get people to sub for me all the time oh that's my man so he'll be all right you know i so i think building a relationship the relationships i built with like a lot of dj dummy I met him a few times, uh, chopped it up with him. DJ Flo, who was out in Philly. Uh, Shout out to uh, Diamond Cuts, you know, out in Philly. Shout out to DJ Chicago from out of Cleveland. So like, it's a lot of people that's influenced that helped me out that I needed to get help during the time. So it was pretty dope, man.
0: Man, I really love that because, like you said, a lot of DJs have the misperception that, oh, it's competition, so they shouldn't be building relationships with other DJs, when it's the exact opposite. If you're out there, you're networking, you're building relationships with other DJs, that's going to help you progress so much further. And that's one thing that I believe in with my business, The Club. We are definitely a strong community of DJs. And I encourage all the DJs that are in our community and are, you know, waiting or, or, or looking to jump into our community to be active and really try to get your you know relationship built with other DJs because you never know when a connection with another DJ is gonna lead to another opportunity for you or lead to an opportunity that can help you in your career, or even just like you said looking for someone for advice or support and um, how to do a, a particular thing, man. And I'm glad that you have that mindset uh, because like you said, like iron Shipers iron, not and um, that's how we grow as opposed to having like the crabs in the barrel mindset. You right. know what I mean? Right. And um, that's, a, and that, you know, I hear a lot of stories from DJs where they had a bad experience with other DJs in the industry, um, but more people like you is needed where they understand that together we rise and go much further as opposed to being in competition with each other.
1: Well, you know it's new, you know it's a new a new faction of DJs. So it's a new mentality of DJs that DJs are coming up. So I part of it is is I, I think I blame it on the old heads. Even me. I mean, if we take the time I was coming up it was always up under a wing of another DJ. Because at the time it was harder to grab equipment. Right. So you will work with somebody else to be able to gain some money so you can buy your own equipment, you know, it was steps some level levels to it. But now since you The DJ controller, they're like cheaper, about the cheapest ones, like 150 bucks, 200 bucks, right? At the time, you just had to get turntables. When I went, it was 1,200, 1,200 there. So now so quickly to grab music, so quickly to grab controller, so quickly grab everything, do a DJ get in and not really talking to another DJ. They're just hopping in. And so now you're getting a bad experience because the guys who just hopped in never been mentored. So, when another DJ comes up and say, Yo, can you, you know, I'm looking, and that's probably where you get the ice cold. Where I know when I came up, I had plenty of DJs. No, you need to do it like this. No, you need to do it like that. Or oh, I carry crates. Like at the time, you no, know, a- apprentice, it, that's a perfect word. We apprentice, right? You're carrying crates, you know, you're helping, you're handling the records. You're, you're paying your dues now so quickly. So I can see where the faction is with the inexperiences because you've never been in that type of experience. I can't fault them for that. You know, it'll take an OG like me or other guys just to come through like, yo, man, you know, it's going to be easy because listen, it's gigs everywhere. It's every type of way you can be a DJ you
0: know so awesome man man one thing i like to talk about on the show is branding man you do an amazing job with your brand i saw the shirt earlier i see the logo on the back dj chris styles talk to me yeah. about how you got that name and what that branding means to you
1: oh man i'm in college right my first name was dj it was uh uh who was it dj oh dj infamous by 2000, baby DJ Infamous. That was it. That was it. Radio show and everything. That was his name. Uh, my guy Rich played on the basketball team too. Uh, we sitting at lunch. It was at lunch or at dinner, and he was like, "Yo, you should change your name." I said, "To what?" He said, "Chris Styles." I said, "What, Chris?" Styles like Chris Styles, then the infamous DJ Chris I said, "Chris Styles, I just stepped back on it." All right. <laughs> like literally we had lunch. I was like, "Yeah, that's all better than DJ Infamous." Me at the time because got my name, my real name in it. Styles nobody was using it at the time. Now it's a million Chris Styles somewhere. But I I, I do so much on the, on the on the on the internet and and lock so many uh, domain names up is ridiculous, but um. Chris Styles is it, it, named by my guy, uh part of my name into it. I think I love it it's easier to say. Now a lot of people mess it up. They say Stylis or Stallies, but I was like, it's you know, they screw it up sometimes. just people who don't know. Uh, but I just love DJ Chris Styles. Or I could take the DJ off and just say Chris Styles, like I have it in the back. Um and I just love it. It was just easy for me to say.
0: Awesome, you know? man. No, that- On the radio. It's really dope. I love it. And I love the way you have your merch and everything like that. Um, I've been really pushing the DJs to have merch and other ways to monetize and pr- forward your brand. Uh, talk to me like the importance of just being able to market yourself effectively and how some of the subtle things that you do help you and build your brand, get more opportunities and build more relationships and awareness of your brand.
1: Uh, part of the marketing, if they just been a good guy, <laughs> you got to be good, right? got to be a good person. Uh, DJs now, you got to have a good personality, too. Uh, part of marketing, like you said, you're my, I, for my DJ Chris Style sh- radio show, I have shirts. Um, of course, marketing on Instagram, Twitter, any social media you can. TikTok, got to have it. Um, every trailer, I have it. it. It's just being able to put my name out there more. And that's just for the world. You know, I, when everything shut down, I had opportunity. Again, by relationships, uh, I had an opportunity to DJ in Florida for like two weeks, you know, during the pandemic because of the relationship, because of my marketing, the people know what I'm doing on Instagram. I'm really particular at how I put my stuff out, especially on my Instagram. Um, it is it's strategic at how I put photos out. It's strategic how I do things and why I do things. And as a DJ, you guys think about that. It's not, always, it's not easy. Your first few years is not going to be easy. I, I tell a lot of DJs quit trying to seek the high clubs because you're not ready for that. Like you, that's just you. I'm starting DJ, I'm ready to DJ in Vegas. No, you're not. <laughs> right? It's, it's levels to this. You know. Um, and, and being marketing your your brand and, and saying who you are is not saying you're better than anybody else. It's like any other business, because you're an independent contractor. You're your own business. You know, so you the more you are out there now the other side to it you better be some type of good if you're gonna market yourself everywhere <laughs> and then you get out there and stick it up and you sound like a bum man there's nothing i can do about that but again again marketing uh your shirts merch uh instagram put your mixes out there if you into heavy mixes and things I'm, i know i'm lazy just because I'm a little bit older, so I don't do as many mixes as I put out there. But for the young guys, put as many mixes as possible. You know, out there, let people listen to you. Let people know who you are at every given a second. I always, I know you're a DJ, so I know you always have your laptop and stuff ready to go anywhere that you are in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So, so it's funny. I, I actually started this business, the club. And I'm not a DJ, so like I actually bought a little controller and I've been trying and I've been learning a little bit, but it's tough. So I give a lot of respect to DJs because it's not as easy as, as you guys make it seem. And then, like what I want to talk about uh, in regards to marketing, um, you, you really hit the nose, the, the, the nail on the head. And the four P's of marketing is super important. And for those that know, know the four P's of marketing, this is legitimate marketing science you know, where you're talking about product, price, placement, and promotion. And I feel like for DJ specifically, product and promotion are two of the most important in regards to your marketing and, and putting yourself out there as a DJ. Your product is yourself. Your product is your skills as a DJ. You gotta practice, you gotta hone your skills as a DJ. And then promotion is the way you put yourself out there and are able to market yourself with your brand and your name, your hustle, just being able to talk to a lot of people and being able to do that. And then your pricing, of course, is you know what you're pricing compared to what's market. Um, and then also just the place like where are you actually DJing and where are the actual opportunities. So it's like DJs need to understand these fundamentals to build a business around their DJ skill because a lot of people are doing it as a hobby and they're not making too much money, but we want to help you make much more money. You want to learn a lot and provide opportunities and elevate you so you can make this a sustaining business for yourself, man. And I see that you're definitely working hard and you're doing a great job at at not just doing it as a hobby, but as a business. So tell me a little bit about some of the lessons you've learned over time that help you in your business of a DJ as opposed to just a hobby of DJing.
1: You know what I learned? And it probably happened after my divorce, which is really like 40 years ago, right? All the time DJing. Because uh, I went off on a lot. Um, one thing I learned is don't be scared to set your price, right? And you have to set your price right for you. Uh, bet on self. If you really love it, right? So I tell people like, this you call it a hobby. I don't call this a hobby. Like it's not even a hobby. This is what I do. Like this is this is what I do. I am a DJ. that's it. Yeah, I do radio. I do that. I do some other thing. But DJ is, is where I, this is my happy place. I could do it, whatever. Um is it, is pricing, is is setting believing in yourself of what you can do. No, because when you get into your game first time, you're not going to make a lot of money. You're not. It it, it is what it is. You're not. And I think people get misconception because they see it. And now with playlisting and everything, everybody almost sounded the same while they were DJing. Everybody think they can do it. Until you feel when you buy the equipment and buy the stuff. And then you're still working a regular job. Now all of a sudden you're questioning why am I doing this? Because they think DJ make big money. You can, you can do that, but it just doesn't happen overnight. It takes like years on years building your reputation. Um, pitfalls I learned is never under underchange myself when it comes to pricing. Like if you go out there and you getting a hundred dollars for four hours, you know where your price going to be for the next two three years. $100. When you go out there and do hookups, I understand when you first start, it's hard to get paid, but I tell people this all the time. You set your price, you don't let them know this is your first time DJing. That's why, right? You don't, you don't let anybody know this is your first time doing something. Like your business. They don't want to know you the, first, you the first gig so you can mess our stuff up. <laughs> you got to kind of lie. No, I've been just for a while, for a couple years. Such a price, like that's what it is. I think the mistake I was when I first started was um, doing parties. While I was in college and I was doing it for a real cheap price. And at that point, I just got fed up, I was like, nah, y'all making too much brand at the door. I need this. I need this cut. out y'all just get another DJ. And, and from that point, that's always been is is fight for what I got, fight for my brand, fighting for uh, was right for myself. And what my value, that's where I'm looking for value. Being Value yourself. You know what I mean? You know your own value. Bet on self. So that's one of the lessons I learned.
0: Awesome, brother. No, I love it, man. This is a super amazing interview. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our audience have learned a lot as well. So I what we're going to do, much. we're going to do a quick commercial break, then we're going to jump into the lightning round. Um, we're going to ask you a few more questions look before look we do that.
1: It. Yeah, commercial breaks and everything here. <laughs>
0: <I told you laughs> Got to <that. laughs> pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. All right. Okay, and we're back and we're super excited. We have my brother DJ Chris Styles here and he's telling an amazing story about his journey in the game. And before we jump into our lightning round, we want to ask you, you know, what are some things that you're focused on now and how can myself, the club, our community, and our viewers help and support you?
1: So I'm ex- I've been in it so long, so I'm expanding more to, to social media and TV-wise, visual-wise on a lot of my things. Um... As far as DJing, I still do live DJing for the radio show. So if I'm doing my radio show, I go live on Instagram. I listen, shout to DJ Nice. I love DJ D Nice, right? But D Nice, I was doing it before D Nice on IG. Man, I try to tell people that I'll do it like on IG in 2018. When I first did my radio show. Like I, I'm on. I got clips and everything. Then all of a sudden, he get in on the pandemic and everybody's doing it now. Ugh. Out of here, man. <laughs> no, but up, that's a big platform for the uh, DJs. But IG heavy uh, for me. Uh, I got a big community on IG, uh, DJing. Uh, but my next step, progression, is is is, is more TV wise. You know, do hosting and TV wise and things like that
0: awesome brother super excited Are you ready to jump into the lightning round
1: yeah let's go what we got go please don't give me one of these hard, tough questions
0: <laughs> let's get it uh describe your dj setup hardware and software
1: hardware i got the ring 12s with the ring 72 um yeah in the in the, in the black case coffin of course serato but use used serato since oh one oh two something like that 03. Oh three. Oh. When it first rolled, whatever the first time it came out with the box, that's when I got it. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, so that's my setup: my my, my laptop, my MacBook. Uh, pretty dope setup. I am a hoarder of of new equipment, so I do have Techniques 1200s with the first uh, rain with the 57 rain. I have that. I have uh, the SZ, the DDJ SZ. I have that that controller. And I think it, I'm thinking about to get the rain one just because.
0: <laughs> Who's your favorite DJ? Oh,
1: so tech skills wise, DJ Jazzy Jeff all day long. Like he's just phenomenal. Um, But then what I get my, my talking and my vibes from is Kid Capri. So like I try to take, that, that energy of Kid Capri of yelling and screaming over the mic to um Jazzy Jeff the his 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 skills uh technical wise of how he flows through the song and the other one is DJ Chicago always giving props uh one of the best DJs in the world uh based here in Cleveland hands down his remixes that he does the way you put music together his mixtapes are 81 are so those are three guys like i really listen to and to this day i listen to them.
0: what has been your favorite party or event you've dj'd at and why
1: that's a tough question There's Been so many um the best party i just i think the best parties were the frat parties best parties with the frat party i'm gonna tell you that when I, my early in my career 22, 23 was doing the, the, the college parties were, were the best parties. Now my friends were all Kappas. Um, so like, yo, was, yo. You, yeah, you a Kappa. See, there you go. See, so all my best friends are Kappas. I stayed in the Kappa house in Shippensburg. So they had an in-house DJ. I live with them. I think those parties were the best parties. They started at 12 at night. It was a 12 midnight party. It was anything before 12-1 and we ain't into 5 in the morning. Best parties ever. Best parties ever.
0: Who's the most interesting person you've met throughout your career as a DJ?
1: Oh, man. Um, most interesting person? i I'll, I'll probably... The person that, that put me in, in, the, in the good lane is probably DJ Nastiness. I'll, I'll probably give him that opening door. I did college radio, so it opened the door to a arena of entertainment where I'm able to go and, and do different things and go to different conferences. So I'll, I'll give him, he probably, he actually was Sir like DJ DJ uh, on uh, my posse on Broadway. He's in the video, so shout out to Seattle, DJ Ness Ness, all the guys on that list.
0: What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? Being able to
1: play all the songs. Like that that's it. Man, it's nothing else. And figuring out a way to the uh, a software to incorporate IG. I know how to do it IG, but it's like you backdooring it. But being able to play all the songs on social media, you cannot play. Uh, I found out the cheat code how to do it on IG. And I know majority of the older songs are not on there. So you play 10 seconds of the song, you gotta get out, 10 to, 10 to 15 seconds, you gotta get out that song, out that break real fast. But I think the, the record labels and 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 the tech companies that you get together and figure it out, like we are the DJs. You're not losing any money if we're playing this music on on our page, especially if you're a legitimate DJ, especially if you can find a way to show them that Yo, I'm legitimate, I'm attached to this. So I think that's my only issue, is allowing us to play all the music, because again, we're promoting the artists. And I think they're taking it out to DJs' hands and, and, like, it don't matter.
0: And shout out to DJs that you know personally whose stories also need to be shared on this podcast.
1: Oh, it's a ton of them. Oh, man, it's a ton of them. Uh, it's a lot. I'm going to send a lot your way.
0: Okay. So a, say, 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 shout them out of, right uh, now.
1: Uh, DJ Smooth, DJ Yamaya, DJ Chicago. You, you, I would love for you guys. Uh, DJ Smitty out of Harrisburg. Now, if you go look up DJ Smitty, guys, everybody's listening and watching Look up DJ Smitty, um, one of the dopest hip-hop DJs that you're going to ever listen to. His blend tapes are flawless. 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 Look up DJ Smitty. He's all over everywhere, man. Uh, this is a guy that loves DJ. Got a regular job. He works a regular job, and then he just DJs. He DJs for all. it will be a great story for you. From Biggie to, to Rock Kim to, to KRS-One. Like, all these hip-hop acts, he, he was an open, open DJ for them. Just being in Harris they'll come, he'll open DJ. DJ for Biggie, I think he was, like, 17, 18 years old. 16, 17, yeah. So, yeah. Pretty dope.
0: Awesome, man. Well, we look forward to hearing their stories one day on the show. And any DJ that's interested in being on the show can sign up at djsignup.com. And, brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events?
1: At DJ Chris Styles. Everything. You look it up, DJ, DJ, K-R-I-S-T-Y-L-E-S. You guys can uh, look it up. Um, my radio show Monday through Friday, uh, W-O-V-U, 95.9 FM in Cleveland. Go to wov for the website or go to the uh, the app, W-O-V-U 959. Man, I'm on every day playing uh, independent Cleveland artists. And on Saturdays, action in an hour or two, I'll be live one and three. So check me out live today. One to three. Look at that. I mean, I don't know when it's coming out, but if you're listening on the podcast on a Saturday, one and three, I'm live on air uh, and I'll be on IG. So check me out
0: awesome brother this has been an amazing interview man i'm super excited just to follow you on your journey going forward and everyone please check out my brother dj chris styles from cleveland he is an amazing brother yeah man this has been great and uh looking forward to working with you and helping you in your journey um, with what we're building at the club so thank you brother
1: oh yeah i'm all for the app the club man guys make sure you support support everybody support the dj support the local artists and man we, we work it just like everybody else
0: Appreciate you, brother.
1: Peace.